When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you. I hope you're well. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew in the house as well on Twitter. It's at J Cameron Show. If you're watching this show performed on War Chant TV, don't forget to like and subscribe. Helps others find the program and allow us to expand our ever widening influence I gotta point the camera down director Matthew there you go there you go everybody at home there you go that's what you get you get a little on the fly fixer upper we're not afraid to peel back the curtains and say look at this this is how it is flaws and all I should have known something I would say bad's going to happen. Judging by our listenership and those on the message boards on warchant.com and those who watch our videos, Tom, you did one today with Ira and Corey to address the news of the day. Now, we'll go out to practice uh, after the show today, be out there as they get underway. Last practice before the Saturday scrimmage. So we're all eagerly anticipating that scrimmage, I think. Uh, Just, uh, again... Uh, this is an, an intriguing spring where there's a lot of position battles and a lot of competition and a lot of, a lot of eyes on the product. So I'll be curious to find out who fares well in that scrimmage. Again, we're not allowed to watch it, so this will be an important practice too. But the news of the day um, is that Jarvis Brownlee, who, who largely started uh, for the Knowles at corner last year there on the outside, has decided to enter the transfer portal this is not earth-shattering news. Uh, this is not earth-shattering news. This is not something where you're going to go, What? Not Brownlee? No, you're not going to do that. Uh, but you might be all right to say, Damn, I kind of I prefer the depth he provides if he were here. Yeah, I think that's a way of assessing it. At least that's the way I'm going to assess it. I'm going to say... You know, I'm not losing sleep over Jarvis Brownlee deciding to leave the team and put his name in the transfer portal, but I did like the toughness he brought to the room. You know, he was a very good tackler, which is not the first thing you want to say about a corner. I think that's another good way of describing Jarvis Brownlee, everybody. When I say, what do you think of the corner? What do you think of the defensive back, Jarvis Brownlee? And you say, well, he'll come up and run support. That might tell you all you need to know about Jarvis Brownlee when it comes to covering wide receivers. <laughs> so that's, that's what, um, you know, he was that. He was a physical corner. He was a run stopper who struggled to cover Tom. So there's that. Okay, yeah, There's no shame in that. <laughs> yeah, he still got the quicks. So it was a, an exercise uh, in, in, in stark 
um, and and really varied skills uh, for the position. <laughs> he was really good at an aspect of the position that most corners aren't. But the part that we really rely on, he was not so good at. The actual covering of people, he struggled with. The tackling of people, he really excelled in. So there's that. Um, I think I think his physicality is something that um, again I, I the room could all every room, but especially a defensive backfield could use. Uh, I I like that he played the game passionately. If I'm going to sing some praises while also noting his weaknesses, I do like the way he played in terms of toughness, passion. I already mentioned he was physical. I mean, he clearly cared. He's not a guy. So for those that don't know this, let's just get this out there. Um, that room, the secondary room, which has a million guys and a lot of candidates certainly to replace him. And I think somebody was going to beat him out anyhow. But that room has been kind of a problem child of all the rooms on the team. You know, it's like uh, that that segment group uh, constantly in the news, if you will, rather under the radar because it's not a very public vetting, but was constantly talked about in something less than glowing terms. And it wasn't just because the first half of the season we bore witness to wide-open dudes running down the field on the regular. It was because there were rumors, lots of rumors, about guys who may or may not been high when they came to meetings, if they came to meetings at all. So those kinds of rumors aren't the rumors you want applied to any segment group on your team. But it was to that one. And that it was an issue for them trying to get guys in check in that room. Why do I bring that up? I bring it up because, listen, man, where there's smoke, there's fire. And... We saw this kind of play out over the course of all of last year. If you had said, Jeff, which one of those guys do you think is the biggest problem in that segment group? I would not have said Brownlee, and I don't know that he was. I am saying that it kind of became obvious, and now it's really obvious, that at some point he was a malcontent, not happy, and he's decided to leave because of it. Uh Whatever, wish him well. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time on this. I know that all the athletes, they love to go to their social media accounts and give you some long, drawn-out, long-winded, this-was-Jesus's-plan nonsense about why they're going to transfer or whatever it is they're going to do. Uh, Nobody cares. Just take it on down the damn road. Just say, thanks, it was fun. Peace. Nobody cares. You're not important. You're not. You're just another guy that plays on the team. Now, as a human being in somebody's life, you're important. You're somebody's son. You're somebody's whatever. But to the rest of us, look, man, whatever. You're not. It's not like we just lost Jordan Travis or we just lost an essential piece to this football team. We lost a guy who was a dude. He was just a dude on a team that went 5-7 and seven last year. You're not that vital. I don't need a long Instagram post or anything else about why it is you're going to go and transfer to – Jackson State or whatever. I, I don't care. You know, I don't care. I don't care. Everybody does it too, from the best player to the guy that never even got into a game. Please respect my decision. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. That's just an aside rant. Bothers me every time. Get the hell out of here. Now, 
unless they're incoming. Now, if they're an incoming player, looks like a great young man. Looks like a great young man, (laughs) has character, finished things up at his previous institution with class, did it the right way. Very mature for his years. Uh, It's just an annoying trait of the modern world. It's that kids grew up with a camera on them incessantly, so they think that that is valued in some way, that their presence on a social media site is something that anybody cares about. Over the age of 18. We don't. I certainly don't. And I don't need a long-winded, after many, many nights of thinking deeply about God's plan for where it is I should play football next, I've decided that Jesus wants me in Mobile. Nobody cares. And that's stupid. So... I just thought I'd point that out. It bothers me. It's not specific to Jarvis Brownlee. You're in 2002 form today, not 2022 form. It's just stupid. It's, it bothers me to no end every time. I mean, it's a novel. Just, I'm transferring. Deuces. Good. Yeah, do, hashtag deuces. <laughs> That's it. I would actually, I would have loved that. Bravo. Thanks. That's about as much time as I wanted to spend on your news about transferring. Deuces. It's fair to say, though, that it's not insignificant while it's also not crippling. Right, I mean that's that's what this is. It's not insignificant. He would have played. I think he would have played, most certainly. Of course, he would have played. He'd been part of the rotation. Yeah, he would have been part of the rotation. Yeah, a rotation that helped us go five and seven a year ago. I don't know. Again, here's it. What's interesting though is you liked him a hell of a lot more than you like seven. Oh, I still. And you talked him up a lot more than seven. So I mean, is it just because you've seen what Amarian is and what? Maybe oh, some of I these think other guys can players be. waiting in the wing. And Omarion had... started at the end of the year anyway. Yes. I mean, the coaching staff saw Yes, it, but... and he was a better player. And we got better players waiting in the wing. That's okay. I don't have anything against Jarvis Brownlee. And Timmy, I don't have to be an old man. I am. But you could be 20 and you shouldn't care about a long-winded Instagram post about a transfer. It's stupid. So, it really, it's irrelevant. Um, <laughs> I wish, Ryan. Woo! I wish. All right, that's a big hand. Jason, you get the praise that starts the day, and for the right reasons, you gave us money. Thanks for that. We appreciate you, brother. Woo! He writes, go Knowles, keep up the good work, gents. Thanks for keeping the South, uh, the South Carolina contingent in the loop. Uh, yeah. Happy to do so. We wish Jarvis Brownlee well. Is there anything more we can do to keep the South Carolina folks in the loop? We will be happy to do so, Jason. Uh, (laughs) Kowtow. Yeah, most people that responded to uh, to the news had some scenario by which they acknowledge Brownlee's career solely as it pertains to Jacksonville State's 59 yard touchdown. That was the direct response was, well, great. Great. I don't have to see the living embodiment of the worst loss in Florida State history every Saturday. No, there were others on the field that are still here. I'm just saying those were the people's responses. Yeah, That's not yeah. me. I didn't think that. But others brought it up and would never forgive it and never will forgive it. Yeah, I'm, where I'm with you is if you don't want to be here, then go. Go. Please. Yesterday? Yesterday. You don't need to worry about, you know, stringing it out and maybe he shows up for this practice or that practice. Go. Just go. Just go. go. Please. But I thought, 
he had more coverage potential than his uh, segment mate Jarion did last year. I don't and think so even the if there was development this year. Well, the other outside job is open for it's up it's for grabs. Up, it's up for grabs. It is. It's up for grabs. But he would have been the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, uh, had he you know shown uh, up? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So practiced. I think the best way again to state it is that he had some uh, attributes that we'll miss. I, I, I think. Listen, one one thing I will say. This is a compliment to Jarvis Brownlee. Despite the diatribe on that I just had about posting and all that, here's a compliment to Jarvis Brown. He was a football player. Yeah, he oh, was yeah. a football player. I, no, I, you didn't I, have to worry about effort when he was no, out no, no, there. No, 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 no. That's what I mean. I will give him that. I can't say that all the time about every guy that's come through here the last several years. Yeah, people who and will be starting this year. Uh, yeah, it's very frustrating. You know that stuff is like, hey, look, I, I don't. As somebody who loves the game, played the game a little bit cares about certain aspects of the game, especially ones that he, you know, I, I think that fit him. Uh, I don't, when I say you're a football player, that's a compliment. And he was a football player. Now, you know, all players, no matter how good or bad, have weaknesses and strengths, and we could assess all of those or what they are, you know, with every aspect of their game, in coverage, in run support, and all this other stuff, you know, speed, size, length, all that stuff. He was lacking in some areas, obviously. He, he struggled in coverage. So from that standpoint, um, we're not going to miss him all that much. From the standpoint of caring to be there, working hard, uh, coming up and hitting you and all that stuff, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, we'll miss that. I just think there are candidates that will also do that and will play like that and are tough. Right. I, I just, for him, again, there were a lot of guys last year that there are certain times you could certainly point to and definitively for multiple drives say, mm, do you want to be out there? Do you oh, want to be playing? We had that conversation. And I was screaming it from the mountaintops. There's last a certain year. safety who is yes. starting right now and who seemed to have turned the corner. But the thing that I like about Jarvis Brownlee, the player, as he departs, is we were so soft at corner. For years, oh, most and he was are soft, but he was part of the turnaround last year where we saw in that spring game guys getting downhill. Not the least of which was Kevin Knowles, who is right now in the slot, but maybe he'll get some more run on the outside and see what he can do out there. But multiple guys getting downhill and being physical, and that was so good to see. Started. We had not seen it in years. Well, and he gave up stuff over the top. Oh, uh, a lot. So did seven. Mm -hmm. More so seven than three. But they got downhill and they played physically. And that's the one thing that, you know, when it's all continue. said and done, I'm like, okay, of course, it, it doesn't leave with him. No. But he signaled a changing of the guard where, oh, all right, Fuller, you're getting these guys to play with a little bit of physicality and passion. That's good to see. And and he was in the center of that last year. I think that basically um, the second half of the Louisville game where they were getting blown out and they just were tired of it and, and they fought their ass off, and it largely started with hitting hard out in the flats. They right, were just exactly. Crushing dudes. Now, it took them to that game to kind of show what they had given us a glimpse of prior to the season starting. Because when the season started, we didn't see it. Then the Louisville game happens, and it, it was on display in the second half. And then really from that point forward, every game, you could trust they were going to come up and hit people. I think that that will carry over. Listen, the overall health of that segment group is something that I haven't really worried that much about. Let's harken back to the start of spring, if we're being honest. We said one, if not two, possibly three guys would bounce after this spring. That that's what was going to happen. They have... So many guys vying for limited spots, which is great because that's what you want. You want really hardcore competition moving forward, if you can, in numbers uh, that, that, that really will produce time and again 
a level of intensity on a daily basis that then makes the games almost easy. Like when you're getting after it that kind of hardcore every day because there are limited spots and there are 10 guys trying to fill it, then great. And I think that at the end of the day, uh, we knew a couple guys were going to leave. We couldn't predict which ones those were. We presumed it would be whoever lost the job, whoever didn't win the job and didn't really see a path to winning the job anytime soon, that they would be the ones who decided to transfer. But in truth, um, you know, I I just look at this as – the byproduct of the depth at the position. And, look, he was going to have to fight some guys off. I don't know. We think we think he probably would have won the job. He certainly would have been in the rotation. But we don't know that he would have been the starter. I mean, we, this, this whole thing has been about elevating the level of competition, uh, detoxifying the room, getting things right in that secondary. What sucks to me, though, is – and Greedy Vance is a similar type player to Jarvis Brownlee. I'm mm-hmm. seeing him mentioned in the chat um, – you know what I've seen so far is if he can't get his hands on you at the line, there's a problem. But uh, it could be development in the scheme and techniques that that he's being taught. But what would have been cool if you could just play fantasy football for a minute is if you had Jarvis Brownlee rotating in the slot and being around the line of scrimmage, that could have been a help to the team. That's no longer going to happen. No big deal. Um, this morning, really quickly, Tom, let's let's reveal the conversation we had. I was in the car, dropped my boys off at school, was driving home. We were talking about the news that Jarvis Brownlee. Uh, has decided to enter his name in the transfer portal. And I said, what to you? Well, I'll tell everybody what I said. I said, if, in fact, Florida State is moving to a place where we, you know, where we want them to be, where they're playing the kind of football we want them to play, Jarvis Brownlee's not part of that answer. Oh, yeah, of where we're trying to go? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not. He, players. Thomas and McCall are, are those guys. Right, right. So those are the types of players. Right, that, so yeah. this just kind of expedites that ultimately, if you're, if you're trying to get to a certain place that we're not at, not even close to being at, um, then what you're talking about is, uh, you know, next year's team wasn't going to be elite anyhow. Next year's team was going to be, we hope, an eight-win team at best. I think at best, seven and five, eight and four, something like that is what we're probably thinking. Uh, it's a tough schedule. You play veteran quarterbacks throughout, up and down the, uh, you know, the uh, schedule. You got the LSU game to go along with the Florida game. You got a lot of problems there. Um, so. They, by the time they get to that spot where we're talking about a 10-win season, possibly winning the Atlantic, competing to win the conference championship, and all of that, Brownlee was never going to be part of that, and the kind of player, the caliber of player, or lack thereof, that he is can't be part of that, because that's not good enough. Yeah, that's fair, and and I think the deadline would have been, and listen, I have no inside knowledge on this stuff, but I wonder if he wasn't nudged a little harder out the door since he didn't make practice on Tuesday. He's still got to acclimate. Right, so he would have had to have been in shorts if he showed up on Tuesday. And that's what I was doing when I first arrived. Just on the off chance that he was there, we, we didn't expect that he would be. But I'm looking for a dude in shorts and a helmet, you know, getting acclimated. Because the scrimmage is Saturday. So let's just say that things patched up and he was today at practice. Well, he wouldn't be able to participate yeah, in the scrimmage. Yeah, yeah, it's already yeah, yeah. too far gone. You're way too far gone. The guy I'll be interested to hear your opinion on after we go over there today is Reynardo Green. Yeah, he was already... I mean, I was at all the practices before spring break, so I haven't missed much. Uh, I would say that he uh, was a surprise of the camp. He was the surprise of camp, which is fair to say, and he's getting run. Good for him. He's getting run. Because he responded to competition. Correct. He did. Yes, he did in a big way. More so than it was expected. Whoa, by far. Yeah, he responded to the opportunity and the competition. Good on him, because we thought he was probably one of the top candidates to ride on out. 
So good for him. Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Cambridge to 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. I should mention, by the way, uh, again, I was kind of I'll do quoting the, uh, the the consensus message board poster or Twitter guy or whatever it is that about Brownlee was that they just think about um, the Jacksonville State game. But in truth, we we've always blamed blamed the, the Adam Fuller for that. Rightfully, we blame the defensive coordinator for that catastrophic decision to be in single coverage. Much like Lovey Smith against the Rams. <laughs> I don't care how we got there. Do yeah. we deserve to be tied? No. But that doesn't mean you got to send seven. What are we doing? The um, the the thought of uh, <laughs> the thought of that play kind of occupied my brain the entire break. Not the Bucks game. Right, the J-State. Well, if it happens again, it's on Mike, right? Because Mike has to be fully alert in all situations for the rest of time, as long as Adam Fuller is his defensive coordinator. That it, wait, wait a minute. Something could go wrong here. Let me make sure I switch over to the defensive channel and hear the call. You can hear all of those calls no matter what. Um, you hear everything that is said on a headset. The headset is an amazing thing. Uh, guys that have no say or participation or opinion that is valued on game day also have those headsets on quality control all this stuff right so they get to hear they've got the greatest job in the world they get to hear every coach that is weighing in on every decision and every message being uh delivered in whatever manner in which it's being delivered and it is fantastic it's the greatest thing you'll ever hear uh, I that I probably enjoyed that more than anything else about my spring experience last year. I I would go, I'd watch every game, every single snap, every single play, uh, with the with the intensity of a thousand suns. If I had that headset on for the you know entirety of a football game in in season, it's just the best. And it is. There are things. It's not unlike the military, and that. There are things you can't laugh at unless you risk the wrath of a drill sergeant. You know, he says something hilarious to somebody else, and you can't help yourself from buckling over with laughter, which just means push-ups ensue. I would constantly have to be turning mine off. I would have to constantly lift the mic because of the manner in which things were expressed after a successful or unsuccessful play. Because it's... 
I think the guys, and this is just a general observation, I think the guys that do it best are not filled with emotion after every play. You can't be. You, you, there are a lot of plays. Some of them are going to work. Some of them aren't. Other guys are on scholarship, too. The other coaches are paid, too. Handsomely, I might add. So, you know, they're given the take of a game. You can't live and die with the play. But there are certain plays, and everybody knows them, in the crooks of a drive, in the midst of a drive, a quarter, a game, a series, that you know are really important. That second and eight play to get you to third and three is really important. And when you call the right one, and somebody is human, and they drop the pass that hits them in the hands for the route that you called that left them wide open, that would have possibly either converted to a first down or, worst-case scenario, tackled on site third and two, it's hard not to say some things that not bear repeating. It's hard not to express yourself in a way that maybe if you had time to reflect, you would feel bad about. Because the descriptor of the individual who dropped said pass is probably less than flattering. Um, yeah, sorry. Why was it a drop ball? Why does it have to be a drop? What do you mean? Oh, I'm just saying you have a propensity. You're already, you're already a quick trigger for uh, yeah. catch the damn ball. So it was kind of a, a call back to that. Yeah. It would uh, never be a missed throw. It would always be a drop pass. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I have – well, listen – Miss throws bother me too, and that is an area that if we're assessing the team as we move forward, and in particular the most important position on the field quarterback, Jordan has to get better at. We remember some great throws. We remember great moments, certainly with his legs, but the consistency of throws has not been there for him in the pocket, and that's an area he's got to be better at because there were all kinds of missed throws uh, from him in the midst of last season in which they largely get overlooked sometimes. But I'm like, no, man, the accuracy from the pocket is lacking it's not that it can't get better or that he doesn't have it in him. That's a different conversation because if he didn't, then we should have moved on and I would have been expressing that. Well, that's one thing from Tuesday's practice that, again, I thought was a positive. Was he sharp? No. It, that was the least sharp he was since we started uh, spring camp for Jordan Travis. But you know what? He hit on most of his throws. It just Sometimes they were maybe wrong shoulder or a guy had to stop just a yeah, minute. Yeah, he was 11 amount. of 16, but too many of them are short throws. Right, but what I'm saying is a lot of – a lot of his bad passes in previous instances mm. wouldn't even be close. Right. You know, and he'd say, oh, he had a bad day. They were just grounded. I, I think the bad day is getting better. You, you know, he's the, the pro golfer whose bad day is 75, not right. 78. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, on the tour, he's a, uh, yeah, a bad day is a 74 uh, as opposed to, yeah, 76 or something. Right. If you're out there throwing up 78, that card's gone pretty soon. Um, yeah, man. I hope that's uh, really something that we can just count on as we enter the fall. Today will be an interesting day. He's got to have a bounce-back day. You give all the guys a bit of a break after the time off. Well, and I was wondering if there would be an extra drill sergeant element to the day because it's the first you know time back after break. And I, you saw a little bit of that. But what's interesting and what I hope for, since it's been soggy out, and I think it's supposed to rain again this afternoon, if we get into the IPF, just a, a word of recommendation, get by those video boards so that you can see multiple things. Because then you could look at what Jordan was looking at in, in skelly drills or 11-on-11s. Mm-hmm, 11 mm-hmm. It's not something that we can necessarily repeat. Right. But when you offer context of what kind of day he had, it's much better, much easier to see. Oh, he missed a read there. I love oh. those video boards. I loved, I was looking at those the last time we were over there. Yep. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. Wish my eyes were better. I, I would see them even more. <laughs> go get you to, I know. Go get you some contacts, Tom. Go get you, get, get you checked out. Go see my guy. 
They do a good job over there. And I'm telling you, I didn't think I could do it, but I can do it. You can too, Tom. I'll serve as inspiration. With the contacts? No. You can. No. You can do it. You can do it. If I can do it, and I swore I couldn't, then you surely can. So the uh, the wife I had the fluttering eye. It wouldn't. Oh, it was terrible. Was uh, she had never seen the original Blade Runner start to finish? Oh, it's so. a fantastic film. There's a lot of eye stuff in that movie. Yeah, it's a tough thing. And every yes, that's how I know. I'm like, nope, I haven't grown up still. Ah, you nope. could do it. You Can't could do, do it. it. Yeah, Can't you, do it. You could do it. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Welcome back, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Don't forget, Orange Theory Fitness is there for your fitness needs. First class is free. Find out what it's all about. More life, science-backed interval training. Utilized by professional athletes on down to you and me and anybody who wants to experience uh, a day filled with more energy and certainly uh, a better level of, uh, of fitness. Go to orangetheoryfitness.com to learn more. Two locations in Tallahassee, one in Midtown, one on the north side out there by Corn. So good to go there. Looking forward to practice today. Really funny side note here. You know how careful teams are to never reveal to their fans – that they're rebuilding, even when the evidence is overwhelming that they're rebuilding. They won't say it because they want you to buy tickets. So every year I get to see this because the Pirates uh, are on the list of teams who don't spend any money on their payroll. Uh, this year, one of the bottom three teams in payroll. It's Aaron Rodgers is making more, I think. Yeah. Oh, well, you might be making more than what the Pirates spend on their roster. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I have to hear the creative ways in which their owner, Robert Nutting, who, if we're lucky, will die in a fiery car crash today, uh, tells the fans that, um, you know, he's, it's all part of a larger plan. That plan, of course, is to bend them over again this year and next and the year after, but he doesn't reveal that part of it. He just references the plan, the ongoing plan to screw everybody. So it is that that frustrates me, but I do love the lengths to which teams go to deny that they're in the midst of a rebuild. And I read from today's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, in which over coffee I had to snicker just a little bit. And I, I do, Schadenfreude's fun. You know, you can't help it. It's, they're in our division, and I like to do the exercise at the beginning of the summer or as we go into the summer months and build towards the season. Who do I think is going to be the surprise team? We like to do this on the show sometimes. Uh, the quest do, for 8-8 eight and eight well, used, used to, to be, be a eight thing. Eight, yeah, it used to be 8-8, eight and eight, now it's 9-8. and eight. Um, But we would do the thing, like, who's the team that was just so god-awful a year ago, but we think, you know, they got a little something working there. They're on the come-up. They're leveling up soon. They're doing some things. And then there's a team that maybe was pretty good, slightly above average, that we think, about to fall off a cliff, everybody. Get ready. They don't know it yet, but their time is nigh. They need to rebuild through the draft, free agency, whatever it might be. And so we, we, I do that. And this morning I was thinking, who do I think the best team in football is and who do I think the worst team in football is? And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, the Atlanta Falcons will be the worst team in football this year. Worse than Houston? I, so it's a two-horse it, race. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Jacksonville? Jacksonville spent a lot of money. I don't yeah. know if that makes them any better. Uh, Atlanta's a strong candidate to yeah, be the worst are. team in football. They really are. Yeah. 
Jacksonville is a better quarterback, I would think, right? Wouldn't yeah. you say that Lawrence is a better quarterback? He wasn't good last year, but he didn't have a chance to be good last year. Right. I think the upside for him is better, yes. Have you read the articles on uh, – well, there was one specific one on The Athletic about oh, Urban Meyer. yeah, well, wait, big surprise, everybody. We're writing that Urban Meyer is a bad guy. We could have told you that when he was at Utah, it and did, did. He didn't know who Aaron Donald was. No, I know. That He was annoyed by uh, why he kept hearing the name and why they well, were Who's 99 for right. the Rams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do we need to worry about him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my. I don't know. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I'm Certainly, he never gets the benefit of the doubt. He doesn't earn that. But I don't know. At this point, it's uh, I dare say it's piling on. It doesn't bother me because he's oh, a bad guy. You can't pile on. No, but I, on what that. I'm saying is it's just like after the fact now. I mean, everybody's coming out. Oh, he once didn't know this and he didn't know. I don't know. I just just. The headline should read, Urban Meyer is a terrible human being. Yeah, I know. He gave you overwhelming evidence of that throughout the course of his career. He's always been a terrible guy. But much like Kuyper, I would release uh, Urban Meyer is a terrible human being 2.0. 2.0 <laughs> over and over again. And I keep clicking on those things. So here we he should pile on. That legacy should be complete crap by, it, by the time it's done. It won't be. I know, but we could try. Because you can't erase the championships. So what will happen is people will just fall back on, well, he won three national titles. You know, I mean, clearly he could coach. Successful at Utah, successful at Florida, successful at Ohio State. Not a, not a Should have never gone to the NFL. And what the hell was Jacksonville do hiring him? What were they thinking? Uh, but anyhow, I, yeah, listen, that's neither here nor there. Back to the point. The Falcons are going to suck. And it warms my heart to know it. But what I like even more is their efforts to try to convince their fans to the contrary. And this is what you have. Arthur Smith, when asked about his team and their off-season moves, <laughs> those have been interesting. We're going to be competitive. We're not going to say rebuild around here. Our charge is to win. I understand where we're at. <laughs> so there's the first caveat. There's the, now I, you hear my words, but please understand that I know why you asked the question. <laughs> Here, here it is. I love that he comes out with all this bravado. I haven't even finished reading the quote, but this is this is the bravado that he starts with, the talking point, and he's probably hearing himself say it aloud, and the whole time thinking, "This is absurd. I'm just sitting here like a politician lying to your face. I this is ridiculous. I better let him know that I know that they know, and I too know that this is a farce and that we're going to get killed." But. They also know I got to play the game, so we're all in the wink, wink, nod, nod mode, and I'll give them a little, little nugget to let them know that I know. That's how this plays. We're going to be competitive. We're not going to say rebuild, rebuild around here. You are, you admit it. Just now, you brought the word up. You know damn well that's what you're doing. You brought it into the context of the conversation. Our charge is to win. He uses charge like we're about to be. <laughs> we're on the onset of the American Revolution. Our charge <laughs> is to win. I understand where we're at. Another reference to the knowledge that they suck. You're constantly rebuilding in the NFL, though. I understand what you're talking about, but our charge is to win. Every other sentence. Yes, we're rebuilding, but we're not rebuilding. We have a responsibility to win games despite this sorry ass roster that has you asking me questions about rebuilding everybody's rebuilding all the time right that's him please remember everybody that you know when we built this stadium we charged two dollars for concession items so keep on coming out we did the right thing by you ignore the seat license fees mm -hmm. that were crazy mm -hmm. and remember the concessions 
We hate the word rebuild. We just signed Casey Hayward. (laughs) 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 Oh, you know, he's got a point, guys. They did just sign Casey Hayward. (laughs) Their chips are in the middle of the table. They're anting up, boys. They brought in Casey Hayward. Rise up. <laughs> Let me tell you something, fellas. Casey Hayward didn't come here to lose. <laughs> he should have done it and got emotional. It would have been the best. Oh. These guys are excited to play football. It's a challenge with the dead money that we have. <laughs> We're going to do the best that we can. We're going to go out and we're going to compete. This is a quote. I'm not making this up. We're going to do the best that we can. We're going to go out and we are going to compete. We're never going to say otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) What is this babbling nonsense? (laughs) We're never going to say otherwise. (laughs) Oh, that is the best. It's just not fair to the players here. Rebuild is not something we say around here, and you've said it five times in this statement. Oh, I love it. It's a dear diary moment from him. Yeah. Here's the difference, David and Timmy. The Bucks just won the Super Bowl two years ago. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. Jeff Cameron Show. Oh, I will laugh, Timmy, and I'll continue to laugh. When you go all in, you best win the Super Bowl. We did. Yes, all teams do, in fact, have to rebuild. Hopefully you're doing it after, you know, you win the Super Bowl. Which they did. Listen, we've never been up 28-3 to in a Super Bowl. So you know what? We should shut up about these things. Also... Year two, turns out, you win a uh, division and a playoff game, and then you you get beat by the Rams. I mean, okay, good. They went on to win the Super Bowl. It was disappointing. They also anted up and won. They they did what they were supposed to do when they anted up. The guy that's got to be the most frustrated if we're using this talking point, Aaron Rodgers, steady losing at home. Steady losing at home in the playoffs after MVP seasons. He was somewhat of an underdog when he won his Super Bowl, too. He was a star on the rise. People knew who he was. Well, he but was a great were, player. There were more established players that were still in their primes, and yeah. so Aaron was like a, a secondary cast member who people who really watch football a lot were like, well, that's the guy. But then once he ascended and became the dude in the NFL, it's just been disappointment after disappointment. And listen, I was gutted after we came all the way back and, and the Rams tried to give us that game, and we lost that playoff game, and Todd Bowles made that call. That, that really hurt. But it hurt less than it would have if because I, you had just won the Super you Bowl. You know, had a twenty-eight to three lead in the Super Bowl, uh, right. and, that, and then yes. that was the next year. Yes, yes. So when you win the Super Bowl, it makes things easier. Oh, a lot easier because that's what you're tasked. You're charged yeah. with the task of trying to well, win a Super Bowl. That's right. That team is charging forever. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, since we're on the subject, and I didn't mean to be, and I don't want to belabor the point, but it is a little bit different subject did you realize so i want to ask this because maybe i've got it wrong there's no telling for taste there's no accounting for taste as they say right 
let me ask you a question. Just a personal, your opinion. It's all it is, man. Okay? All right. Hunkering down. Here we go. Do you think Giselle Bunchen is attractive? Correct. You know, mm-hmm. that's a great question. Yes, it is. Isn't and it? the fact that it's a great question, I think, is your answer. Right. Yeah. Highest paid supermodel in the world. Mm-hmm. How? <laughs> How? How? There are a hundred agent. A hundred and fifty girls walking around on these two college campuses, three college campuses right now that are better looking than her. So what, what, what's going on here? Well, I mean, she's old now, though, man. Well, so, give me Giselle in her prime. No right. chance. Right. Not. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah, I'd say it's but it, again, again, because right, it's, it's, it's like not saying just a, about. It's like saying a football player is not any good. Well, of course they are, especially an NFL player. Right. Of course, yeah, Savvy Piscatelli is, is right. good. You know, he made it to the Bucks. You right. know, he made it to the it's NFL. relative to the competition, right? Amongst the top one percent of right. that, he's not any good. Right. So I think that's where the Giselle, con- uh, you know, discussion begins. No, she got a pretty face. Nobody's going to argue that. Pretty eyes, pretty face, whatever. She's up like eighty pounds. There's nothing to her. Well, all right. Not- In addition to that. The what? What about what's? I don't get it. In the grand scheme of, and I'll indulge for a little longer. No, no, here. no, no. I just this is an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion. Listen, yeah. I don't care. This is not. I'm not objectifying women across oh, the she's board. A supermodel. She's That's a her supermodel. Job. It's her job. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't know. In, in the grand scheme of, of sports superstars and spouses, Elon by far. Oh, not even close. Right, it's right, a landslide. Right. A landslide. Yes. They don't even deserve. She's Giselle. Right, she should Giselle be paid Giselle even, money if she wanted she to be paid even Giselle walk money. In the same room right. as Elon. Get the <laughs> hell up out of this room. But that's probably a big reason why Tom Brady is more than happy to take less money. It's it's winning. Oh and, well, and she balancing made ten million dollars in twenty eighteen. <laughs> right. Why? What? <laughs> Residuals why? of something. Why? I don't, know. I don't understand. It's all the old magazines that are still on the desk of your dentist office it's or nuts. wherever I've never that she's understood. in. And she gets residuals on those like Seinfeld does on TV. The only reason I brought any of this up wasn't so much to take shots at Giselle. I don't know anything about her other than her occupation and that she's married to Tom Brady. I don't know if she's an awesome person, terrible person, somewhere in between. I don't care. It's not even about that. And it wasn't just to be superficial. It's just that that is bizarre to me that she is and, and was at one time uh, the, the top rated highest grossing supermodel. It doesn't make any sense. It's stupefying. But. Tom Brady made $121 million on and off the field. He has made, according to Forbes, $121 million since arriving in Tampa. Mm-hmm. $121 million. That hurts deal doesn't pay nothing. Woo! Woo! That's actually a funny commercial. I'll give him yeah, that. The bad. Subway ones are dumb, but the uh, the Hurts one where he's charging, I think that's smart. $120? I, that's, a, that's crazy. Subway, Hurts. Let's go TB12. podcast. <laughs> With Jim Gray. Yeah. You heard, I mean, you've heard those reads a million times because you I work on series. I have to do but them. The Larry Fitzgerald promo where he goes, yeah, uh, join it, me, uh, join Tom Brady, me, and Jim Gray for Let's Go. And yeah. Like, and Jim Gray. And Jim yeah. Gray. I'm sure yeah. Jim hates that. Yeah. It's it's, <laughs> Larry did the right thing. Yeah. And Tom wasn't going to read that promo. Never. They sent it to him 10 times yeah. over in his inbox. He never got it. He didn't look at him. And he can't be bothered. Yeah, I have to read that whenever I do the golf show. And every time I read it, I like, I'm always like, 
I don't know. I, I, I read that thing, and I'm like, first of all, we could have done something better than call this let's go. It, we got it. That, that's that's all, but that's also yeah. uh, a, a very modern and overused and frustrating phrase to have to watch, read, hear, see. Oh, all the kids say it. Oh, the yeah. yelling let's of go! let's go after oh, yeah, every time you make a sh- The game's tied at four, Jerry. Right. Can we just, what are we doing here? Yeah, when Mike Evans is mic'd up for the Bucks, he uh, says it like ninety-four yeah, times. I hate it. But you know, we should we should have a podcast around here. Let's climb, right? <laughs> Let's climb. Hundred and twenty-one million dollars. He's due another fifty-one point two million from the team between this year and twenty twenty-five. Add fifty-one million more. Mm. So Giselle brings in ten million for being whatever she is, and he's got to be like, keep your chump change. She usually out earns him in the history of their relationship. Used to. Long time ago. Hour number two, fourth company. Stay with it.